Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. What is up, besties? What's up, besties? And uh, I'm excited because we are doing video. You look nice, actually. Did you Thanks. do your hair? I did do my hair. I washed it yesterday. <laughs> wow. I uh, actually forgot we were doing video until like two minutes before we were supposed to go on. I was like, well, I just put some lip gloss on. I'm like, it should be fine. There you go. You it definitely works. looked way worse. So I'm happy. Yeah. This is the, the first one. The lighting isn't the best in here either. I'm at uh, someone yeah. else's house. So I'm trying to sit in front of a window and there's lights and I, I know the sun's going to be going down. So who knows what this is going to look like by the I end. know. I am so <laughs> excited for I'm redoing my office. So pumped. Yay! Finally. I know. I, we have a second bedroom and there's a uh, big bed in here, which is nice for people who come to visit, but we've had less people visiting lately. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. We're getting rid of it. And yeah. We're going to have a couch. So we'll have a pullout and then we're going to have a nice big old desk and I'm going to get a big whiteboard in here. And so, yeah. Maybe we'll get it. some, maybe we'll get some <clears throat> recording stuff. Maybe we can make that closet into like a little recording. You have to put up like egg crates and stuff, don't you? For like audio. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen people do that. I mean, do you have to? I don't know. But. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like professional podcasters do, although we've been doing this shit for five years and it seems to be okay. So yeah, we're making it work. It is. You know, I was supposed to have an office last year, my birthday present, Jeff, like hired a designer and oh, then it just, this guy was really flaky and then I just lost momentum. And then we were told we we're supposed to leave the house. So then I'm like, what's the point? And now we have the house for like four or five more months, but I'm still going, is there any point to set stuff up that you have to take down in, in five months? So I'm just trying to figure out what I want to do. And it's, and it's so silly because, you know, when you I, like Chalene Johnson, if you all follow her, um, we had her on the podcast before, but she went to New York for a month to live in an apartment. And she said, she's, she's only gonna be there for a month. It's Airbnb, but she went out and bought like pillows for the couch and deck, like she decorated a temporary place. So I guess like, if you, even if you're not going to stay somewhere long, I guess if you want to make it your own, you make it your own. Cause Jeez. if I was staying somewhere for a month, I wouldn't do that shit, but no. I'm sitting here thinking I've got five months and I'm still <laughs> I'm still like not doing it. So. Yeah, it makes a big difference. It's funny because I like technically have a desk in this like second bedroom, but yeah. it just has never felt like I really want to hang out in here. And mm -hmm. that was a big thing. We've been here for almost three years and I'm like, I finally want to like actually be able to hang out in that, in yeah. that other office and like, you know, have a couch and some tables and some, you know, just like a more elaborate desk. So I'm excited. Your surroundings definitely affect your productivity big time. They do. They do. And, you know, I pr it's probably it's should a good do time it. to talk about that. It's the beginning of the year. Yes. Are we getting, are we setting ourselves up for success? That's the Ooh. question. Yeah. So it's actually a really great. And as we were talking about it, I'm like, yeah, I should probably set it up, even if it's just a short amount of time, because it does make a huge difference. In fact, one of the reasons I'm actually in California right now, we came out to Joshua Tree for a week before Christmas, um, or not before Christmas, basically during Christmas. And we did this last year as well. And it's just kind of a get away and be productive kind of situation. And part of it is changing our environment is mm -hmm. like getting somewhere. And I know you just went on vacation too. And I know sometimes when you're out and about, or if you're 
if you're on vacation, you end up being more productive with some work um, or at least some creativity. So we kind of got away to do that and, and kind of do some goal setting for the year and planning for the year and just kind of took a step back while the world is quiet, just to focus on what's coming up next. So we kind of want to talk about that, you know, new year's resolution. Some people are just, you see posts about everybody, what they're going to do and who they're going to be the brand new person they're Mm going to be in the next year. And you also see people poo-pooing it. Like don't set yourself up for failure and 98% of resolutions fail. And it's like, okay. And can we still set some fucking goals? And when are are we allowed to set goals? Is it okay if you do it, you know, middle of the year? So yeah, wanted to talk about that. Well, and also like, yeah. And also like intention for the year, you know, I, I used to do like a word of the year. I haven't done that in a while. I think because like now everyone does it, which is fine. I guess I just didn't really find a ton of utility in that, but I think for a lot of people it does work. So maybe, I don't know if you've had a word of the year, you have a word of the year, but you know, I like it as an idea of maybe not, I don't know, like maybe you're not reading the word every single day, like putting it on a post-it and like having it on Mm -hmm. your computer front and center, but it is an intention of potentially the energy that you want to bring to the year. So for example, let's say one of your big goals for this year, your intention is, you know, really just, I don't know, consistency. That's a big one, especially working with a lot of entrepreneurs and coaches. Consistency is a big one for a lot of people. And so I think just reminding yourself of what you said is really powerful, right? So for example, if there's an opportunity, I don't know, maybe it's, this would definitely be one for me. Maybe it's like Friday night at like five o'clock and you and you committed to posting every day on social media, Monday through Friday. It's Friday night, five o'clock. You're kind of like exhausted from the week and you know, your partner or friends want to go out to dinner or whatever. And you're just like, yeah, I just want to have it. But you remember that you said that your intention for the year was consistency. Mm. So it, in a way it informs your decision-making, you know, and you kind of fucking hate it. Cause you're like, I don't want to do that right now. But what I have found when it's more of an intention versus like an actual word, it helps me in the moment, make different decisions, make mm-hmm. decisions in line with the new person or the new outcome I want to create. And so I, I'm a fan of goals and which is a little bit different than intention, but I'm curious, do you have a word? Was, did that have utility for you? Did that actually like help you make decisions differently? Or was it kind of like, ah, I did that exercise and then I f- totally forgot about it. Yeah. I'm kind of on that camp. I love the idea of a word. I've, you know, I think maybe five or six years ago, maybe a little longer. I feel like five or six years ago, it was like <laughs> 20, 2020, but, um, I, I remember someone doing it. Maybe it was Brendan Burchard, even somebody talking about it. And I was like, Oh, that's such a good idea. I love that idea of a word. And to be honest, I feel like I'd forget the word even three days in. I'm like, oh, what was my word again? Because <laughs> I might be going back and forth between two. There's or so many words. good ones. Yeah, going back and forth, and I go, I can't remember which one I finally picked. Um, but I do love the idea of setting intentions and what you're like. Just you know, when I did when I did this ayahuasca ceremony, and when we've done plant medicine in the past, they always talk about setting intentions, breath work, mm-hmm. even setting intentions, and so. I remember this ayahuasca retreat we just went to in November, my intention, I was thinking I wanted, and I was wanting clarity, but then I remembered, I thought I had this little star, like clarity with joy. Cause I feel like sometimes you get clarity with a lot of pain and a lot of suffering. (laughs) And so I was thinking, you know, I would really like to find some clarity, but also just have a good time. Cause I'm just tired of being tired and beat down and, and having hard lessons in my life. And so I think there's, you know, there's some utility in just finding something simple, like a word, like joy. And 
it doesn't mean that things aren't getting done. It doesn't mean you're not like trying to make, maybe you have huge money goals. Maybe you're trying to hit six figures or seven figures, but you can hit six figures with joy or you can hit six figures while you're on the struggle bus and, you know, getting beat down and really burn out. And by the end of the year, you're like, fuck, did I hit this goal? Like, yes, I did, but it sucked. Or you can hit the goal and you're like, that was so much fun. So I really love intentions. And if intentions come with a word, that's great. I don't think it necessarily needs to, but for me, an intention oftentimes encompasses a feeling as well as an action. So like you have the action, like consistency, but also it could be like consistency. And then maybe some kind of adjective to describe, like, how are you going to be consistent or how are you going to show up? Yeah, I'm going to, gonna ha- I'm going to make it fun, right? Yeah. Like, yes, I'm going to be consistent on social media, but I'm not going to stress out about the likes or the comments or the traction or the numbers. I'm just going to do it and make right. it fun. Right. Or, and I yeah, think- or make it easy. Like there's, you know, like words like ease or fun or joy where it's like, yes, I'm going to do the thing, but it's not going to be difficult. Like we got on here, we were trying to do video and we had a little bit of struggle with the initial software and we just switched over and we could have just been like, fuck it, let's reschedule. We can't do this. It's just like, we're going to make it easy. And I think part of our intention when we started this podcast was lowest barrier to entry. If we're going to make it hard or difficult, then we're just not going to do it. So that's, that was also an intention when we yep. started this, we wanted to be consistent, but we also didn't want to make it so hard that we couldn't be. So setting up those kind of almost like, I want to say like asterisk to the, to the action, but things like that can help you be consistent or help totally. you make, make those decisions easier. Yeah. It's so great. And, you know, I definitely want to get into goals. Cause I feel like that's a little bit different. Uh, but one of the things that I've been sort of thinking about, especially because I'm seeing a lot of people being like, 2023 is going to be the best year ever. I mean, we see it every year, right? And I love the excitement of that. Like to me, I just love the energy of like end of the year, new year, fresh start. Like, you know, as much as I sort of hate the, the extremes that I feel like sometimes people go to in the health and fitness space, whatever, I really love people getting excited for something else, for the future, for what's next. However, I have also tried to filter it through like excitement isn't a solution, right? Mm. Excitement alone isn't a plan. It's not a plan of action. It's not a strategy. It's great. And it feels good. And it's fun. It's funny. We've talked about this on the podcast before where people actually get more excited like about starting a diet than actually doing a diet, right? So it was like, we get like organized, we get the Excel spreadsheet, we got, you know, we go to the grocery store, we got all the healthy stuff, we have the beautiful recipe book and all the things. Then you're like a week in, two weeks in, and you're like, oh, this is hard, right? And you like kind of stop doing it. Um, But I have to ask, and I think this is something that I've been thinking about, especially with my students, is are you just excited or are you resolved? Mm. And if you're excited, that's awesome. And that's the cherry on top. But at the end of the day, if you really want change, that really is, it comes down to like the intention thing we were talking about is how in the moment do you make different decisions? And so it's funny because last year, um, when we decided to like scale the business, it was an intention. It actually wasn't a word. There was no word. It was nothing like, Ooh, like this. I literally just said to myself, Jill, if this is really what you want, then you have to make different decisions in the business. It needs to literally just go, what would the comfortable like holding pattern Jill do in this scenario? Or what would the the more successful version of Jill do in this scenario? And I remember there were some decisions that we made that I was like, fuck, I really do not want to do this. I didn't want to do it from like an effort perspective. I was like, this is going to be a lot of work, a lot of money, a lot of fucking time invested. 
But I remember just saying yes, because I was like, this is a necessity. And by the way, it's a ton of fucking output, right? So you can't be in this like growing every single year. I don't think you, I don't think you can be in this like a growth mode every single year. I think that's fucking ridiculous. But if you know you're going into a growth mode and you're going into a growth year and you have some big goals, then you do have that like sprint period where I know it's going to be more time. It's going to be more effort. It's going to be more energy. It's going to be more money out the door but I'm doing that intentionally for a result. And so that's literally how we made the decisions last year, at least in the business. I was like, all right, fuck, I do not do a rebrand, right? But I'm going to do it. I don't want to invest in this, but I'm going to do it. I, don't not, I do not want to do another video shoot, photo shoot, whatever. I'm going to do it with the intention of this is what the more evolved or the more successful version of me would do. And so uh, this is the as if principle we've talked about before on the podcast. There's a mm-hmm. book called the as if principle. I forget the name of, I think it's Richard Wiseman. Um, and I feel like this is a great productivity tool and it doesn't require a ton of excitement. It doesn't require a ton of motivation, like in rah, rah, cheerleading. It just requires like a calm resolve to make different decisions. Now that's of course like the logical side. And of course it's easier said than done, right? It's like, oh, of course we know that, but then there's going to be a decision that's going to be hard. And you're like, fuck. Yeah. What would the more, what would the, the next version of me do here? And it's really strange because systematically you can literally change your entire life by just making these small decisions when they come up. And that's, it's, it's simple, but it's not always easy. Yeah. I mean, the simple things aren't necessarily always easy. I like the, the, distinction you made between excitement and resolve. I was sitting here thinking resolve really is the base word of resolution. Probably. (laughs) Damn, it really is. (laughs) So resolutions technically should be those things you're resolved to do. Yeah. They shouldn't Uh, just be called pie in the sky goals. They should be resolutions. Like that's, so I feel like the, the bad rap that resolutions get in general is that people try to do so many. I was watching the stories of somebody uh, that I know, and she was showing her little like map and she had all these post-its on a wall and I could kind of slow the video down and see what they said on there. And it was like something for health, something for relationships, something for business, something. So while we want to fix all those things, and I think it's smart too. And I, I really think I have, um, kind of a system that I do that I break down like one goal for every, for like six different, um, I don't know what you call them, like areas, pillars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like six pillars. So relationships, uh, physical health and mental, educational, spiritual, et cetera. The problem I see with this is, is too many things on all of those. So it's like walk 20 minutes a day, get 12,000 steps, read 30 pages of a book. Uh, you know, so there's so many things that by the end of the week or by the end of the month, you're like, I can't do all of these. So what is the resolve or the resolution of the thing, the thing you want, like the main thing and what's going to get you there the fastest, like while maybe reading every single day and getting 12,000 steps and spending time with your partner and like, and, and, and is going to make you a better person all around. But if you're really like top, top goal is to have a better marriage then how are those things supporting that? Or if your top, mm. top goal is to hit six figures or seven figures, like by the end of the year, my, my big question is if I looked back this time next year, what would be, what would I just really wish that had gotten done? Mm. Just like one thing, like if I just could hit this one thing, if I did nothing else all year, but I was like, Hey, I did this thing. What would that be? Mm. And that really helps me frame kind of what I want to focus on and work on. Let me ask you this because yeah. that. I love that. And like, I agree with you. I think I love like kind of projecting in the future, you know, one year goal, five year goal, 10 year goal. 
Do you think that can be overwhelming for people? Like if I'm like, all right, I look a year from now and I want that to be different. It feels, I don't know, let's just say someone is just getting started online as a personal brand and they want to be at six figures by the end of the year. Do you feel like that for some people that can be discouraging? Like, holy shit, I don't even know where to start. Yeah. Or do you feel like, cause that's the thing is like, cool. I'd love to like make six figures. That'd be amazing. I think a lot of people would be like, yeah, stoked, but then also going like, okay, what does the day-to-day look like of that then? What does a six figure business owner do on a daily basis? What do they do on a weekly basis? And I think this can be a useful way to break down a goal and, and also look at like, okay, if the goal is the outcome, right. I want a six figure business mm-hmm. or I want to how I want, um, you know, I want to be in a marriage that I feel like is more fulfilling. Right. And of course, if you say the word fulfilling or any of these more like amorphous words, you need to like define what that would, what would success would look like. Right. One of a better marriage. Cool. Mm-hmm. What does that look like to you? What are the examples of what a good marriage looks like? Um, so having a concrete sort of outcome and then sort of reverse engineering it almost and being like, cool, like on a daily, does that mean if I want a six figure business, does that mean I need to hire a coach this year? Does that mean I need to attend, you know, three live events like business conferences? Does that mean I need to post every day on social? Does that mean I need to, you know, create a new lead magnet? Like what does that mean? And now I think we can see these big goals as actually doable. And so I, I prefer to look at goals that way as like, hey, let's start with the big idea in mind and then sort of reverse engineer, what would it take? And for some people that's just hard because they go, ah, I'd rather just look at the pie in the sky goal I don't want to have to post on social media every day or, oh, that's just really, that's really going to move the needle. And you're like, fuck. Yeah. If you look around every six figure business owner, they're showing up on social every day, right? They're, they're being consistent. They're doing the small things every day. So I think, ask yourself, do I just have this like big pie in the sky goal? That would be like, so nice to have. And I'm sort of romanticizing the outcome or am I willing to do the fucking grind, the stuff that no one wants to do, you know, on a daily basis, but that actually does get you to that goal. Yeah. I think to answer your question, it can be really overwhelming for someone who doesn't know, but also that does come down to what's the resolve there because Mm. I had probably a goal to get a TEDx talk in 2013, 2014, 2015, 2016, all the way up till 2019. And I was like, what have I done to actually get this? I didn't mm-hmm. really do much research. Maybe I watched a couple of webinars and then I like, or I opted into something about booking a TEDx and then I didn't even watch the training. So in 2020, I made it a goal and a resolve to do it. And so I hired someone, I applied to over 200 TEDx's mm-hmm. course, then all the events were canceled in 2020. <laughs> uh, so I didn't get to speak in 2020, but I did in 2021 and I got accepted to a few. Um, I only did one talk, but it was finally that thing that you said. It was the resolve and it was the grind and it was doing the steps versus having the pie in the sky goal. Cause I had that goal for a long time. It was literally, I'm pretty sure on my, if I could find some old journals, I'm sure I wrote it down every single year, but if I really look through my year, did I take action on that? Maybe little baby actions. Like I said, like, are you just opting into webinars, but you're not taking action on what they say? Are you Mm. buying courses, but you're not actually doing the thing you need to do from the course to make the money? So I think you have to just make the decision and then start to actually figure it out instead of having that pie in the sky. So yeah, there are, and I think that's okay. I think it's okay to have the same goal year after year. And then finally it clicks. I think that happens to a lot of people. And I want to normalize that. I think one thing that we do too often is go, oh, I didn't make six figures this year. I'm a failure or my Mm. business didn't take off. I'm a failure. And then you just quit and give up. If I had just decided, well, I'm never going to get a TEDx. 
well, Danny, you didn't even fucking apply to 200 TEDx. <laughs> like, you know, don't give yourself an attitude and don't quit and give up because something like you applied to one and you didn't get a callback. I had to apply to many, many, many. So it's really asking yourself, how serious about this are you? And how much do you want to make it happen? And if you do, the time really won't matter if it happens in a year or if it happens mm -hmm. in 18 months or two years, but you just keep going. And I think that just comes down to how bad do you want it? And then how serious are you about it? And like, are you being real with yourself about your, your efforts and what you're doing? I think Oof. too many, too many of us are thinking we're doing the quote, right things. We're watching a video here and there, but we're not actually doing the thing we need to do to get the client, to get the Ugh. result, to get whatever it is. Oh, <laughs> it's so good. It really is. And, you know, I love that you mentioned sort of removing the timeline. I think that's always a good reminder is like, but are you doing things? I remember I had write a book on my like, you know, to do yeah. list every single fucking year. And then after like three years, five years, I was like, Jill, just admit you're not doing this. Right. Or put it on your fucking list and actually do it. I was getting yeah. annoyed with myself and being like, okay, <laughs> like you're not actually doing anything. Yep. You just keep like moving it into the next year. Right. And so I think also, like you said, if you're resolved, like for example, you really want to build an online business. You want to have a six figure, multiple six figure business remove the timeline, but then do the things that is required. And I love that you like called out, you know, all of us, are you actually doing the things? Are you, or are you just, again, romanticizing? Oh, at one point, and we've all done this. Like, I mean, I did the book, you've done the Ted talk, like, and I agree with you. I think you will know when you know, and here's the thing. I actually love goals. And I'm not, uh, we have a goal in the business every year. We have a goal in, um, I have, I don't know if I've had a personal goal in a while, uh, but we do have little mini goals throughout the year in terms of our launches and things like that. And what's really interesting, and I used to hate goals because I used to be so fucking competitive that if I didn't hit it, I would absolutely like just be the worst, right? I was like, I was one of those people who like, I didn't want to have a goal because I didn't, if I even thought about not hitting it, what that would mean about me or, you know, mm -hmm. whatever my worthiness or whatever. And then I just got used to not hitting goals. <laughs> so <laughs> I actually was more just like, you know what, let's have a goal so that we have an action goal, right? Like, okay, we want to get a hundred, you want to sell a hundred units of this thing. Let's act as if let's do all the things to get a hundred people. Let's do everything we possibly can think of to get a hundred people and then detach from if we get that hundred or not. Mm -hmm. And I would say we probably only hit our goal at JillFit, like maybe 40% of the time, like our small goals, like our unit goals. Uh, but it's clinical right? I always go like, oh, this is interesting. Like I'll give you guys an example. We had a launch over Black Friday. We had two offers. One was a certification for professionals and one was like a, a direct to consumer coaching, one-on-one -on -one coaching offer. And we had uh, unit goals for both of them. For a certification, we blew it out of the water. We made our goal plus some. We did not even come close to our goal for our one-on-one -on -one coaching. And I remember we had a team meeting afterwards and the team was kind of like, Jill, uh, do you want to start us off? Because all of us were watching the, we were watching the numbers and we hadn't talked about anything. And I was just like, yeah, I said, you know, this is Intel for us. This way of launching this offer is not going to work. And that was it. It was literally like, this is data for us to know that this offer doesn't sell in this way. And if we want to sell this offer, we can't just send people to a buy button for $750 without warming them up. Okay, cool. We need to, maybe we need sales calls. Maybe we need to adjust the offer. Maybe we need to communicate it better, right? And so I was like, this is Intel we would never have had otherwise. And so when I set goals, it's not so that we can make sure we hit them or else we're bad or we're, we shouldn't be doing this. We should pack it up. It's like 
in my mind, this is what I think that we can do as a company or as a, as a coach. And if we don't, it just tells me that that's not the way, right? Or that thing that we did, that sales mechanism or the way we launched or whatever, that mastering, it just didn't land the way we wanted to, or we mismanaged our expectations. So how can we do things better next time? And I've gotten really good at being super clinical with this stuff and just going like, awesome, that worked, that didn't work. And every launch is so different. And you can apply this to anything in your life, you know, any sort of like big goal that you have, whether it's relationships, career, work, personal development, uh, money, health, fitness, it's all just data. And I think when you can look at it that way, who gives a shit if you can set a goal or not, right? Who gives a shit if you, if you don't hit it? Doesn't mean anything about you personally. And as soon as I removed that like personal aspect, it became like kind of fun and interesting and curiosity peaking, not personal and not like emotional. <laughs> I don't know if you I, ever had that experience. Oh, for sure. I love that you brought it up. And I, I feel like a lot of women who listen to us probably are overachievers have been overachievers oh, yeah. and probably had that, you know, I was like a straight A student and, and I was a gymnast and the goal is a perfect 10. So things had to be perfect. Right. And my, my mom would only pay me for my report card one. She wouldn't at all. And then I saw people at school were getting paid and I was upset. So she said she would only pay me I think it was $5 and then it got moved up to 20 if I got straight A's. So if I got a single B, I didn't get paid at all. Literally, I had Damn, a boyfriend who got like, he got like $20 per A, 15 per B. I was like, he gets paid for C's and I only get 20 <laughs> bucks if I make all A's and that's that's it. Talk about so, all or nothing. Yes. And and my mom taught me to set goals when I was younger. So I, I found like these little envelopes and things I'd write down, like my little gymnastics goal. So I'm like, I want to make an 8.6 at my balance beam at every meet. And I want to get to this next level. And I remember I would set some of those goals and stop getting them. And as I got older, I continued to set goals, but I felt like I'd always set things that I almost knew I was going to reach. Mm. And I fell into this trap about five, six years, I guess maybe six, seven years ago. It was right around the divorce, actually. There was about a two-year period where I was scared to set any goals mm. because I was really, really in deeply entrenched in network marketing, um, personal development stuff. And so they were really big on setting goals and tracking progress. And I was doing, I was loving it. And I was like preaching it. And my ex-husband and I had built this, uh, like poster in our room. And we set this five-year plan, like what we want to be, where we want to be five years from now. And then we had all these like reverse engineered things that we're going to do, you know, four years, three, two, one. And the motherfucker has an affair. And I was like, <laughs> well, this fucks up my whole five-year plan, right? And so I, it really made me gun shy mm. to put anything into the future, especially that far. I was like, I don't know what's going to happen five years from now. I can't make a goal that far. I don't even want to think about it. I just, I was very much like trauma response, body feeling gross, even thinking about goals, almost to the point where I was like, I don't even want to try to make money. Nothing I, certain. Yeah. Who knows? We don't even know what the next five days are going to look like, <laughs> yes. right? We take it. To, we just take it to the extreme. Oh, totally extreme. And so I was afraid to set money goals. I definitely didn't want to set relationship goals, even travel, anything. And so it was really a few years of that where I was pretty much paralyzed in this. And I've always been this goal setter and somebody who wants to strive for something. And I was afraid to strive because I thought, what, like, what's the point? What if I work mm. so hard? And this also happened with me financially, right? Um, you know, I've shared my story where we've, we filed bankruptcy. My husband 
filed bankruptcy. We lost our home because the economy crashed. And so if sometimes if you have those kind of things happen, you might start going, well, I'm not going to set goals anymore because I can work so hard and then everything's taken. I can work so hard and then, you know, I get injured and I worked really hard on my body and then I broke my foot. And what's the point? I gained all the way back or I worked really hard and I saved all this money. And then I had to spend it because somebody got sick and you know, now my savings is gone. So I think there's something to like, we have to be so careful about the all or nothing mindset, which I think a lot of us have or had in the past, like with food, we talk about this, but with goals to where if it's, if you don't make the goal and keep it, it's not worth anything because we still learn something along the way. We still like to your point, you, we get data, we were able to make changes the next time. Like, let's say you want to lose a hundred pounds and then middle of the year, you break your ankle and you're not able to keep that up, but maybe you lose 60 pounds and you're still better off than you were. It doesn't mean like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to start eating everything again and just ruin my body. It's like, okay, we just adjust and adapt. And then maybe it takes me a little longer to lose the weight. But I think it's a big mindset piece that we have to overcome to stop looking at if I don't make it, then just quit. We have so much more adaptability than that. We could be a lot more resilient than that. But I think that's also back to why a lot of people poo-poo resolutions is because too many people, as soon as they don't hit it, they're like, well, I guess I'm done. And it's right. And then they like totally revert back to like the old way of doing things when it's like throwing the baby out with the bathwater. What had a really interesting, this actually was a great conversation recently with Jeff. We, we came back from Rhythmia, not Rhythmia, came back from where we did ayahuasca and we haven't been, it's been really interesting without the goal of wanting to quit drinking, not at all, but we've came back and we haven't really been wanting to drink. And so I haven't had a drink since I saw you last in October. Like it's been about three months of no alcohol. And he went on a trip and he had like a glass of wine or something. And he said, Oh, like I broke my streak. I had a glass of wine. And then he said, but I thought about it and I thought, okay, what's the big deal? I haven't, I've had like one glass of wine in a month and a half or two months. It's not a big deal. I didn't really care about it. And I was thinking how sometimes even those uh, like AA, when they give you like the chip and you're like, I've been sober for 600 days or, you know, six months. And then that you break that one streak and you have feel like you have to start over Mm -hmm. instead of looking at it. Like I have only had one drink in two years. That's a huge accomplishment versus going, man, I did 600 days of sobriety and now I'm starting from day one and I have to like earn my streak back. I think those kind of ideas really hurt us more than they help us. I, I like the idea of having streaks, but if you quote mess up, it's like, let's look at the big picture. Okay. You had one drink in two months and you've been normally drinking every day. Like it's not a lot. Yes, right. So I think we have to just really be uh, aware and be more careful about the all or nothing mindset when it comes to creating goals and, and hitting them. Oof, it's so good. And what you just said is basically why resolutions tend to fail. Number one, people go to way too hard. Number two, it's very all or nothing. It's very uh, binary. Did I do it or did I not do it? And I think this comes back to like the moderation 365 conversation, the episode that we did on 75 hard, like to really look at something that you want to create not being like a all or nothing, go hard or go home. But like, again, again, I think that's why I like intention too, better than resolution or goal because intention is, it's the intention of how you're going to act. So when I have a goal for business, it's more like, yes, I'd like this outcome, but really it's reminding me of how hard I need to fucking work if I want to, if I want to generate that outcome, you know, or not. Right. And so I think, I think 
if you find yourself being scared of setting a goal, ask yourself what you're making it mean if you don't hit it. You know, it's classic all or nothing. It's classic perfectionism. It's classic type A to be like, well, and actually show this. So like people who are more like, um, you know, perfectionists tend to not want to set a goal unless they are absolutely certain that they can hit it. And just check yourself. If that's you, it's okay. But realize that how is that maybe keeping you in a holding pattern? And you might just say to me, Jill, like, I just don't want to set a goal. I'm good. Nothing. Everything's worked out until this point. Awesome. I think it's fun to set goals because you can find where your weak spots are. To me, that's again, the biggest reason for having a goal is to, is then when you, if you don't hit it inevitably at some point, you probably won't hit it to ask yourself the important questions. Because if you just set a goal and hit it every fucking time, great. It's awesome for your ego, but you're not really learning, right? Mm -hmm. So have those stretch goals. Put it out there and then watch yourself. If you don't hit it, watch yourself. How do you respond to that? Do you respond in a clinical objective way and look at it as data and look at it as more intel and how you can get better? Or do you absolutely crumble and make it all about you? And to me, if we're really talking about growth, choosing the former, I think definitely helps you continue to grow and continue to move forward with just more information. I love it. I love it. Well, we'd love to hear from y'all. If you are setting goals, setting resolutions, if you have a word, if you have an intention, do you have a, I don't know, like ceremony that you do to do it? I know a lot of people have their little, you know, like a goal writing session. I saw a lot of those on social media this weekend and we'd love to hear if you do it, how do you do it? Or is it just something you do when the time comes or on a birthday or a different day than January 1st? And, and how does that work for you? Yeah. And welcome to, this is going to be our sixth year doing the best Holy life. Shit. Look at us. Uh, also not being perfectionists. <laughs> <laughs> we are finally doing some video. So uh, we are excited about that. Lots of changes coming up. But again, we will always uh, do our best to include you guys. Always interested in your take on things. If you have questions, comments, or anything you want us to riff on, please hit us up in our DMs at the Best Life Podcast on Instagram, or you can join our closed Facebook group. Go to thebestlifepodcast.com. Click on the link to join our free Facebook group. Uh, and you guys can always pop in there, share your thoughts on episodes, or if there's something else you would like for us to tackle. We always appreciate that. All right, guys. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.